there's a lot of people that need help and not all of them want to stop exercising and go to physiotherapy. They want to continue exercising, but they don't want to be in pain and they don't want their exercise programs to be limited. You're listening to the Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business and career, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find a huge range of online courses, many of them accredited for CECs and other professional development credits, with up to a massive 30% saving for members of Australian Fitness Network. Justin Price is the creator of the Biomechanics Method Corrective Exercise Specialist Certification, the fitness industry's highest rated specialty certification with trained specialists in over 70 countries. Here, the former personal trainer and fitness instructor chats with the fitness industry podcast's Oliver Kitchingman about preventing clients from falling off the fitness wagon, incorporating advanced exercise skills into your PT services, increasing your professionalism and revenue, and the importance of simplicity. Justin, welcome to the Fitness Industry Podcast. Thanks, Ali. It's nice to be here. So, Justin, can you just let us know a little bit about yourself, first of all? Yeah, sure. I started out in the fitness industry like many of you as a fitness instructor actually about 30 years ago. I soon progressed to being a personal trainer. In fact, I was one of the first personal trainers in London, which was great. It sort of introduced me to the industry at a time when personal training was emerging. But even at that time, I realized very quickly that most clients suffer from muscle and joint pain that affect their ability to work out successfully. And at that time, the only way to help these people was to refer them to physiotherapy. And I didn't know that, you know, it was good because I got to network with a lot of great physiotherapists, but also opened to my, my eyes to the idea that, you know, these, there's a lot of people that need help and not all of them want to stop exercising and go to physiotherapy, they want to continue exercising, but they don't want to be in pain, and they don't want their exercise programs to be limited. I soon moved to San Diego in the, in the US, where I am now, and opened a studio that specialized in corrective exercise. And the whole time I was researching and trialing and testing techniques to find out the best ways to help these people. And I was lucky enough to sort of find a solution which I continue to develop, and as part of that work, I was recognized by becoming the IDEA International Personal Trainer of the Year. Seems like a long time ago now, back in 2006. I continued developing these techniques, these pain relief and corrective exercise techniques, until we launched the Biomechanics Method in 2010. That's now the highest rated specialty course in the fitness industry. We have corrective exercise specialists in over 70 countries trained in the Biomechanics Method. And we also have an academic textbook called the Biomechanics Method for Corrective Exercise, which is used in universities and colleges and is published by Human Kinetics. So I'm glad that these techniques and my experience has helped you know, our business grow, but also now helps fitness professionals and their clients, both in you know, the, the personal trainers, their business, but most importantly, helps their clients feel and function a lot better. Wow. Okay. So I was going to ask actually whether or not you actually had been a personal trainer at some point earlier in your career and you've answered that. And so you were based in London at that point. Yeah, I was in London. I actually had a studio. Actually, I was part of a private studio in Covent Garden and I used to see private clients there. Before that though, 
I was a personal trainer for a large gym chain in the city of London. That progressed to being the head personal trainer for one of the large gyms on the Thames, actually. And then that progressed me to becoming part of that private studio in Covent Garden. But actually, before all that, I was a fitness instructor. Yeah, that's how I first started out in the industry, where I would just, you know, back then, if someone came to the gym, you would design a program for them, walk them around the gym, introduce them to the equipment, and that was considered a fitness instructor. And then the introduction of personal training came about where people would actually hire you to design personalized and specialized programs. But originally, fitness instructors were the people that design basic programs for people to introduce them to the gym. So your earliest days in the industry were back in New Zealand? No, it was in, well, actually the very earliest was in the US a long, long time ago. That's where I first got certified and I had a few clients in the US that I used to see. Uh Then I went to London and started off as a fitness instructor and then progressed quickly to becoming a personal trainer. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, back then a fitness instructor's job was even to clean equipment. So I've done everything in gyms and I feel very lucky to have done that because I know the journey that fitness instructors and personal trainers go on and the challenges they face and obviously how to solve those challenges and meet clients' needs. Absolutely. So having that first-hand experience as a trainer, when it came to moving into the area of corrective exercise, I guess at the back of your mind or maybe at the front of your mind at all times was how could this be applicable to personal trainers, not You touched on the fact that there was some crossover with physio, but when it comes to creating education that personal trainers can employ in their day-to-day work with their clients, that must have been been quite a strong factor. Oh, definitely. I mean, when you a club because I saw it firsthand that you know you're working out with or you're helping clients work out and they suffer from a knee pain or a shoulder pain, and it's very frustrating for them because they, you know, you have to say, well, we can't do that exercise because it hurts or we've got to tweak it slightly because it hurts. And then they slowly, their confidence decreases in their own abilities. And then when you refer them to a physiotherapy, there's physiotherapists or in the States here, a physical therapist, their confidence decreases even more because they feel like they're broken some way and they've got to go do remedial work. But if you can integrate corrective exercise or strategies to help people continue to work out and actually be able to help them feel better so you're actually adding new exercises, you're progressing their programs versus regressing their programs, they feel great. They get better, you know, they're able to achieve goals they never thought they could. And then that helps your business because now all of a sudden they're talking about your business to all their friends, families, and so forth. So you get more clients and then those clients feel happy too. So it was a very positive way to address the problem that existed. So it was a way of stopping people falling off of the training wagon, as it were. Definitely. And when people start an exercise program, they're very anxious anyway because they're doing something they don't feel confident in or they feel they're broken in some way or they Mm. feel overweight or unfit. So their confidence isn't high. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of the confidence they bring to you that they've actually decided to start an exercise program and hire you for help. You don't want to say, you know, this is great and then refer out immediately. Obviously, you need to refer out there is a problem that is beyond your scope of practice, which is really important. And I hope we can touch on that later because you never want to treat or diagnose a medical problem. But if someone has you know, underlying musculoskeletal imbalances, that's definitely within your scope of practice to help those people. And you need to have strategies to help them because otherwise they're just going to drop out because you can't provide the service they need. 
and you know that'll lose they'll lose confidence and then maybe they won't get back to exercising ever again which is a shame exactly i mean once they've shown that initial enthusiasm the last thing you want to do is for them to absolutely you know think i've injured myself this is too hard and they're back to square one or even you know they're never even going to reach that starting block again couldn't agree more i mean it's our responsibility to give that opportunity to clients to say hey I understand you've got limitations. We all have musculoskeletal limitations. I know how to identify those things as a corrective exercise specialist, and I can help you. I mean, that's a great relationship to set up, and that takes advantage of you know their enthusiasm for coming to see you and then the skills set that you have, and then you, you both win as a result. So, Justin, you said the corrective exercise specialist course, you founded that in 2010. So when you first started that, that was a face-to-face workshop? No, actually, that's a good question. I've never been asked that. It was started off as a series of workshops. So I used to use techniques with clients that people were starting to ask me about from winning the Corrective Exercise, sorry, the Personal Trainer of the Year Award, Mm. because I was sort of lecturing on these things. More and more people were coming to my talks going, these are great. How do I learn more? So they started off as a series of lectures and then we created a series of DVDs, which we sold like on, you know, how to do assessments, how to design exercise programs, how to put it all together. And then eventually we turned that into then all the written materials that come with the text and changed the videos, updated them, blah, blah, blah. And now it's an actual 80, well, in the US approved for 80 hours of continuing education. So it's a very comprehensive course, but it started out as just yeah lectures and workshops that i was teaching people how to do the things that i use with my clients that were proving successful okay and you say that you've delivered the course in 70 countries around the world now yeah we've got specialists in 70 countries which i'm very happy about so we have yeah people all over the world actually and i'm working with a guy at the moment in our level two program which is a mentorship and he's in lithuania so i'm very lucky to be able to work with people from you know, in all sorts of countries, but they all face the same problems, which is they have clients with dysfunction or they have friends and family members with dysfunction or both typically, and they want to be able to help them. So the course, the Biomechanics Method Corrective Exercise Specialist course teaches you how to do that. And it's an online program. So that's why we have specialists in 70 countries because we can get to all those Mm -hmm. people. And like I said, the person I work with in Lithuania is is for the advanced program. So it's not applicable to our corrective exercise specialist program but it's just nice to be able to work with people from all over the world when the opportunity arises absolutely so being an online course in 2020 obviously the world was turned upside down with the covid19 pandemic i guess biomechanics method was pretty well placed then to in terms of the way that education was delivered that wasn't interrupted but did the change in people's circumstances and the shift to more online education affects uptake of courses it actually increased our uptake which i'm a terrible thing the COVID 19 to happen but i'm glad that we were able to help with the online solution so we are able to provide our education online which was great during obviously COVID, and our course which is also great during time because obviously people's incomes were restricted our corrective exercise specialist course is a comprehensive program but it's divided into five smaller courses as well So we found a lot of people during coronavirus taking the smaller step-by-step approach, meaning purchasing one, the modular courses, and then liking it, 
continuing to purchase the next one and working their way up to going through the entire corrective exercise specialist curriculum, which is the five modules in total. In fact, let me tell you about what the modules are in case people are. I was going to ask actually. Yeah, I was going to okay. ask. So module one is the fundamentals of structural assessment. And that teaches you how to conduct the musculoskeletal assessments you need to uncover the underlying causes of your client's dysfunction. Module two is called Understanding Muscles and Movement, and it teaches you to understand what muscles and movements have been affected by your clients, you know, the assessment results you found from module one. Mm -hmm. So obviously, structural dysfunction or imbalances can cause muscle movement dysfunction and vice versa. So those modules play off each other in the sense that understanding someone's musculo or structural imbalances helps you understand their muscle dysfunction and movements. And then obviously understanding people's muscle or movement dysfunctions helps you understand what structural or postural imbalances they have and how to address those. Module three is called the fundamentals of corrective exercise. And that introduces you to the types of corrective exercises we recommend to help you address the dysfunctions you've found in module one and two. Module four is the complete corrective exercise library, which is over 200 exercises with progressions and regressions and so forth that you'll utilize to help build your client's corrective exercise program to target those problems you've found. And then module five is corrective exercise program design, and that teaches you how to put everything together, how to design complete programs, how to communicate with clients so that when you introduce this information to clients, they actually take it in and adhere to doing their homework on a regular basis so they can get better. Okay, there's a lot of elements to it then. Yeah, definitely. It's very comprehensive, but it's the process you need. You need to, it teaches you what to do from the, you know, the first, even before actually the first module starts off with initial contact. So it teaches, you know, if a client's interested in coming to see you, how do you actually approach them to set up the type of relationship that takes you all the way through to goal attainment and in fact, in our textbook, and a little bit in the course, it teaches you about marketing the service as well to make sure you can continue to get good referrals from the medical profession and, you know, encouraging current clients to send their friends and family to you as well. So with all of these, the different modules, I'm guessing, you know, it makes more sense, obviously, to be working through them in order and to be completing the entire corrective exercise specialist program. But do people that they can find value within the individual modules? Oh, definitely. Because... Like, let's, let's take module one, for example. It teaches you how to do a full musculoskeletal assessment. So it teaches you to find your client's underlying imbalances that are going to affect them, not only if they have pain. So if you're a corrective exercise specialist, typically someone's going to come to you or if you use corrective exercise skills, you're going to think, oh, that's helping someone with pain. Not always the case because obviously I've helped and lots of our specialists work with athletes and athletes have underlying musculoskeletal imbalances that need identifying as well because you need to address those as part of your program. So it doesn't matter where you are on the exercise continuum as a fitness professional. You might be helping people that have pain and dysfunction or you might be helping elite athletes. All those people need to be assessed to identify where their limitations are so that you don't cause problems when you design exercise programs. And that goes for every module. I mean, let's look at module two, which is understanding muscles and movement. That's your job as a fitness professional, no matter who you work with, is to understand muscles and how those muscles need to work well to help people move better. So it's applicable no matter what your job is in their fitness industry. So if a personal trainer has done the corrective exercise specialist course, 
they've learned this whole new skill set of advanced training techniques or advanced corrective exercise techniques. How do they go about applying this to their regular training services or is it something that they would offer as an additional separate service to clients? And how do you how do they sort of let clients or make clients aware that this is above and beyond the sort of regular service that they might get from other personal trainers? That's a great question. So there's, there's sort of three questions in there. I'll answer each one of them. Yes. So how do you – so no, no, that's a great because you can obviously – when you take the corrective exercise specialist course, you can integrate that information into your regular personal training programs mm-hmm. because 90% of people, of clients, suffer from muscle and joint pain. It means that the majority of your clients need corrective exercise specialists. Sure. A lot of people, even though they've got a pain or dysfunction, so let's imagine a client that's got a pain or dysfunction who came to see you for weight loss. They're not going to like it if you suddenly stop their program and go, oh, I see you've got excessive lumbar lordosis, you know, which is an overarching in the lower back. Let's stop your weight loss goals and focus on that. They're going to be very mad at you deviating their service that they expect from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may drop out and go find someone else. So it's your your job as a personal trainer to integrate this information into that client's program in a way that helps them continue towards their goals, not yours. Your your goal is obviously to help them lose weight, but also to help address any underlying imbalances so that they don't get um, prevented from reaching that weight loss goal. But you don't want to focus on the excessive lumbar lordosis the entire time because your client will be mad at you. So your goal is to integrate strategies into their weight loss program that addresses that excessive lumbar lordosis to help their you know, lumbar pelvic hip pedal function better so they don't get injured and can reach their weight loss goal. So it's very applicable for integrating strategies into regular personal training programs. However, because most clients do have muscle joint pain and dysfunction, mm. a lot of people who take our course, well, not a lot, but you know, a large number of people find that becoming a pure corrective exercise specialist sets them up to enhance their reputation, they get more clients, they get more referrals because they're a specialist and they can charge more money because they're now elevated above the realm of a regular personal trainer. Having said that, getting your specialist or your corrective exercise specialist certification, personal trainers can earn up to 50% more than regular personal trainers with the biomechanics method corrective exercise specialist certification. And I've seen some, this is not typical, but I have seen some corrective exercise specialists trained in our methods that earn 500 bucks US an hour. So it does help you, you know, by becoming a specialist purely in corrective exercise. Having said that, you've got to remember that, you know, most clients have problems that need addressing. So definitely integrating our methodologies or the biomechanics methodologies into regular personal training programs is going to prove ultimately successful for both your clients and your bottom line as a professional. Absolutely. Sorry, only one last thing you did. Mm. I know I was going on a bit there, but I also wanted to make sure that I answered your question about how do you attract clients with who require corrective exercise services? And that's a very simple answer it is let them know that you offer those services. <laughs> so, you know, if you've got a website, add tabs to your website that say, you know, that you offer pain reduction services or movement improvement or improved performance services and so forth. Let your current clients know that you now have a corrective exercise specialist certification and knowledge in that area. And you mm-hmm. can demonstrate your skills. Let's say they're working out, they're doing a squat. They normally do a squat during the workout. 
and they get that pain that they always get. Oh, yeah, my right knee's hurting again, you know, around rep number 10. Say, hey, I know how to assess you now. Do a stop real quick, do a quick assessment. You might find out, oh, it's because, you know, their right knee hurts because their right foot overpronates. You integrate some exercises that you can superset in with that squat to help strengthen their foot and the other structures that may be causing that overpronation. All of a sudden, their knee feels better. They're amazed that you did something that could help them so immediately. Now they're continuing to work out. They're back to their squats feeling better. They're definitely going to talk about that to their friends and family and so forth. Mm. And you're going to get more business. So not only tell people about your new skills, but demonstrate them whenever you can. Okay, so this sort of leads me into thinking about the physio element that often clients who get injured will think or will be referred to a physiotherapist by a personal trainer. Would having the skills to deliver corrective exercise negate that need or is it something that corrective exercise specialists would work in tandem with with a physiotherapist to to help their injured client great great question most definitely works in tandem with a physiotherapist or physical therapist Mm. you are not doing anything that a physical therapist or physiotherapist does their job is to treat die and diagnose you know conditions your job is to identify muscle and movement imbalances and help address those to help improve movement with a goal of decreasing pain, improving performance and function. So as a corrective exercise specialist, you're bridging the gap between, you know, regular personal training programs and physiotherapy. Mm. So you've got regular personal training programs, which, and I'm going to, you know, kind of do a sweeping generalization, which is to regular personal trainers, help push people to maximal effort, meaning I'm going to make you work out a bit harder to get stronger, fitter, lose weight, and so forth. A corrective exercise specialist's job is to make people work more effectively, not just harder. Because obviously if you work more effectively, you can work harder and get to not only the goals you said originally, but even greater goals. But you need to, in making and identifying those issues, you're not always going to just be pushing people to maximum effort. You're going to be saying, hey, We need to address this dysfunction so that you can work out harder for a longer period of time. But a physiotherapist or a physical therapist stops and says, hey, we need to stop your movements, restrict them, and do these therapeutic exercises. That's not the goal of a corrective exercise specialist. Your job is to identify issues, integrate exercises into personal training programs or design programs that address muscle movement dysfunction. It's not to do things like ultrasound and all these types of techniques that are beyond your scope of practice. But obviously, having said that, there are going to be times when a client's problems lie without your scope of practice and you need to have a referral in place with a good physiotherapist that you can refer to. And then you can learn things from that physiotherapist to help you provide a better service to your client. So, And they will, if you obviously listen to them and and work well to improve your client's function, they'll be happy to refer their clients to you because they're going to address clients' dysfunction, you know, major underlying acute injuries, and then those clients are going to want to get back to exercising. So that physiotherapist is going to love to refer to you because as a corrective exercise specialist, you're going to know how to introduce more dynamic exercises to that client in a safe and effective manner. Absolutely. So, I mean, a lot of personal trainers will have referral relationships set up with physiotherapists. Sometimes those physiotherapists are based in the same location as the gym, for example. Other times they might be just other local practitioners. 
is there quite high awareness of corrective exercise specialist qualifications among physiotherapists? Would it therefore make it an easier relationship to build than for a trainer that is offering regular services? Well, yes. I mean, there is good recognition of the biomechanics method in you know physical therapy realm and physiotherapy realm. Of course, it's actually approved by physical therapy associate licensing associations in the US. So there is awareness of it. But I think that it doesn't matter about that. I think the very best way to get a referring physio or physical therapist to know about the biomechanics method or your skills as a corrective exercise specialist is to, you know, go face to face with that physical therapist or physiotherapist and say, hey, would you like to come in and I'll do an assessment on you so you can see that we're not competing. I'm sure. just I'm just provide a service to my clients because as we both know every person that we see has you know dysfunction that needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. i want to make sure that they can exercise effectively and safely and without any dysfunction limitations and when they encounter issues that are acute in nature i'm going to send them to you and then when those acute issues are resolved you're going to send them back to me so you actually create a great relationship and i mean that's where i get the majority of my clients is from referrals from the medical profession because they know that I'm going to do what I do within my scope of practice. I'm going to do it well. And when I know that there's something that I can't do, I'm going to refer out to them. Okay, just that I was actually going to ask, it sounds like you've got your hands pretty full managing the biomechanics method if it's being delivered in this many, uh, that many countries, but you do still have some hands-on client work. Only very seldomly. I used to see a lot of clients. So for about 20 years, I saw, you know, clients day in, day out, and then obviously developing the biomechanics method. I was very, very, very busy. But now that the biomechanics method has grown, that takes up more of my time. So I only see very select clients that are willing to sort of pay for the service. Absolutely. <laughs> and obviously I help. And I obviously I help friends and family and anyone who needs it. Like So that has always been a goal of mine because my initial reason for doing creating the biomechanics method was because I saw this problem and I always still see the problem. So I'm always helping, you know, friends. I was talking to a friend yesterday in New Zealand who has knee problems and I was helping him out with that. When I was last in New Zealand, another friend of mine has knee problems. That's the problem is as I age, all my friends age and they all get problems as well. So I obviously love to help out friends and family, but my paying clients, very few these days, but I still enjoy doing that. On that note, you're talking about the, you know, the, the, the more problems that come with ageing. Would, would PTs who complete the corrective exercise specialist qualification, would they find that they may be working with more older clients who are more prone to injury or is it sort of right across the board? It's right across the board. It's just the motivations of the clients are different. So usually younger clients are going to have different objectives and goals in the older clients so younger clients want to you know get a six-pack and they you know want to lose weight to get into the wedding dress or Mm -hmm. something their goals are more aesthetic in nature as people age their goals become more functional in nature having said that as i alluded to before helping someone move better helps them achieve goals whatever they are so if you've got an aesthetic based goal let's say it's a performance based goal let's say your client's 25 years old and they want to run a marathon they need to be able to function well to be able to put in the miles to run that marathon without getting pain or injury. So that's where corrective exercise is important. An older client who's in their 70s, who may their goal may be to be able to 
play outside with their grandkids, you know, be able to bend down and get tuck in and actually have fun rather than thinking about their back pain. So that's where corrective exercise will help those sorts of clients. So it's a continuum, meaning you're going to be able to introduce corrective exercise to anyone's exercise program. You just need to tailor it to meet their needs and always link back the reason for introducing corrective exercise into a client's needs back to their goals because everyone's goals are going to be different and that's their underlying motivation, isn't it? I mean, if your goal, Ollie, came to see me was to improve your running, you know, the distance you put in or your mileage each week. And I started talking about all these muscle dysfunctions and imbalances and, and that un- fancy anatomical terms. You're going to be like, yeah, so what, Justin? I want to get back to running more miles. That's why I came to see you. So that's what you always need to focus on, having that underlying corrective exercise information and knowledge in the background helps me and you know, helps corrective exercise specialists be able to provide the service that you would require to get back to increasing your mileage each week. It's interesting you say that, Justin. Well, <laughs> on the one hand, I actually have got a half marathon on the horizon that I have not been oh, doing. I have not been doing ample training for, and I certainly need to be. <laughs> on the other hand, the other point was yes, I was going to ask: Is there such a thing as providing too much information to clients when you know if they're not versed in you know anatomy and physiology, then does it have the potential to push them away or to just make them stop listening to what you're saying? Is there a kind of a, a sweet spot of giving them just enough information to let them know what you're doing to help them without baffling them? That is the best question. The, the biomechanics method, like it's funny because when I started creating this information, I'd always you know, run the assessments and information past my wife, who was a co-creator, so her name's mm. Mary Bratcher. And so we'd be talking about things. And she said, what are you talking about? Because I'd be using fancy anatomical terms. And I realized that I was doing the same things to my clients at the beginning stages, you know, way, way back, 20, 25 years ago, because I was kind of nervous about what I was talking about. So I was using these fancy terms trying to impress people. Well, all that does is turns people off and all the information goes over their head and they think, oh, whatever. And they may do what you tell them to do or they may not do what you tell them to do because they don't understand what you're telling them. So they kind of might trust you for a session or two, but if things don't work, they're going to drop out and think, well, I didn't understand it anyway. So we created the biomechanics method and have actually revised it a year ago. And every time we revise it, we make it even more simple and an everyday language. I actually had a bit of an argument with our publishers about textbook because they wanted me to use fancy anatomical terms and so forth and parts of it. And I said, no, because the key is to write the textbook and write the biomechanics method and do the videos in terms that the client would understand. Because if the client understands it, it means the personal trainer or fitness professional will definitely understand it and can communicate it effectively to the client. Because that's who's ultimately paying for the service and needs the help, right? The client. If they don't understand it, the reason why, then they're not going to do it. So your programs are going to be useless. So that's the difference between our programming all other corrective exercise programs and rehab courses I've seen is that we teach things in everyday language. And that's so important because if you're saying to a client, oh, you go excessive lumbar lordosis and an anterior pelvic tilt, they're like, what are you talking about? So you would say to a client, hey, your lower back arches a bit too much and your pelvis drops forward at the front. That's what's causing your back pain. And then you can teach them what those things are by the way we teach people assessments by using visual, verbal, kinesthetic, teaching techniques to get people involved in understanding what's going on with their bodies and then they feel empowered to be part of the process. 
because we all know as fitness professionals that the number one reason our programs don't work is clients don't do their homework, right? They don't do what mm. we tell them. <laughs> so that's the personal trainer's fault because what happens is we didn't meet the client at what they need. What a client needs is not fancy language, technical terms, anatomical jargon. They need things they can understand that they feel empowered to be part of. Then they will do their homework. And that's important for corrective exercise and fitness programs all across the board. So that's a great question. And that's definitely something that I feel very passionate about, as you can probably hear in my voice, is that our course meets people at a place that they can understand. We don't use technical jargon and we explain things in everyday language. Absolutely. Look, I always think if you need to reread a sentence more than once or twice, then that sentence could have been written more clearly. And you don't want to have to, you don't want to be <laughs> having to reference your textbooks from back when you did your course as you work your way through some information where it's going to take you an hour to get through a paragraph. Hi, Grant. Holly, I want to say something again. Even you just saying that about having to read a sentence and you know confusing people, that's the problem also with a lot of other programs is they recommend fancy equipment. And we don't recommend any fancy equipment at all. The equipment that we use in the biomechanics method is a tennis ball, a foam roller, and a gym ball. Those are the major pieces of equipment. And you can get those anywhere, anywhere in the world. Because we can obviously recommend fancy pieces of equipment. But then that becomes an obstacle to a client's success. Because now they've got to pay extra money. They've got to find that piece of equipment. They may feel unsafe or not confident using that piece of equipment. And what that piece of equipment does, if you are using fancy equipment, is it tries to put you as the expert. Like, hey, look, I know about this fancy piece of equipment and I'm going to teach you how to use it. Or I'm just going to you know, wow you knowing that I know how to use this piece of equipment. That takes the onus off the client because now they feel not responsible. They think you're the boss. And when someone becomes the boss, then they become ultimately responsible for the program. Meaning that if I, as a corrective exercise specialist, establish myself as an expert by using fancy language and fancy equipment, the client may initially grab onto that and go, oh, I finally found an expert. But if your techniques don't work immediately, then they think, oh, this is just another one of these people who talk a lot of rubbish. What you need to do is obviously have clients perform their exercises routinely for a week or two till they start to feel better, right? They may feel symptomatic relief immediately, but to see musculoskeletal changes, mm. they need to obviously adhere to their program on a regular basis so they can actually not only feel better in the short term, but in the long term as well. And the way you do that is by setting up your client as a team member and as the expert themselves by teaching them, you know, not only about their body, but how this piece of equipment is going to help them. And you've got to do that by using, you know, easy, simple piece of equipment to get and not using technical language. So that's part of that whole thing we were just talking about. So other than the, the simpler language and the simpler equipment, are there any other key differences between the biomechanics method course and other rehab courses? It's all based around that same thing. It's like we, it's very step-by-step, step, the biomechanics method. My business partner and wife is a psychologist. So when I was, you know, talking to her about all these fancy techniques, you know, 25 years ago or whatever, we were very interested together in creating ways that were easy for the client and trainer to understand because communication is important, not only when you're teaching information, but when you're communicating information between 
So, you know, when I'm teaching it to a professional, but when that professional is communicating that information to a client. So working with her has really helped us create a very step-by-step program that, you know, not only where the professional who's taking the program feels confident, but then can communicate that information successfully to a client. So that's how we are different to other programs is we focus a lot on communication, so interpersonal communication, building trust and rapport between the trainer and the client. We also are very much not a sink or swim program. There's a lot of programs out there that say, here's all the information. There's a lot of technical information. Learn it. We'll give you the test at the end. Good luck. That doesn't work. We don't just throw you into the ocean and say, I'll meet you on the shore. We will slowly teach you how to swim off the shore, off, you know, on shore, put you in the boat, slowly put you into the water so that when you finally do have to apply your skills, such as you know, having to swim to shore, you feel confident in doing that rather than getting to shore, drowning and thinking, I know way do I ever want to get back in the ocean again. You feel confident knowing how to apply your skills and corrective exercise, which would be akin to, you know, hey, I want to get back out in the ocean again. I love swimming. And most programs don't do that. They are very confusing. And the, the trainer or the professional at the end of the program goes, thank goodness I got through that. Now I can just get back to doing what I always did because they don't feel confident applying their skills. So those are the, sort of the, the main differences are it's a very step-by-step program. It's easy to follow because of the language we use. It focuses on client communication and how to apply the skills you're learning in real-life settings. We do have a lot of uh, case studies throughout the program to show you, you know, here's the techniques and here's how you apply them when working with real clients. Mm. So presumably each course within the Corrective Exercise Specialist Certification is approved for continuing education credits in Australia? Definitely. It's approved with actually 37 CPD points through Fitness Australia. That's actually a difference between our course and other courses. Ours is very, so that's our full course. So our full Corrective Exercise Specialist course is 37 CPD points. Similar online rehab courses and Corrective Exercise courses in Australia Mm -hmm are only six, six CPD points. So ours is much more comprehensive. Having said that, that full course can be broken into individual modules. So, and each one of those individual modules is also approved by Fitness Australia. So that makes it more, it gives you the opportunity to have more flexible learning if you want to go through each module separately to eventually become a full corrective exercise specialist. It also makes it more affordable because obviously buying each module separately is less expensive than purchasing the complete program. So, Justin, if there are any trainers that are wondering whether the corrective exercise specialist is a step that they would that would work for them, are there any sort of is there any advice that you would give? Yeah, I mean, I've never this is a sweeping generalization, but I've never met someone like you can go on to read our reviews of the biomechanics method. Actually, on Idea Fitness Connect, we have all five star reviews. Well, that's why I say we're the highest specialist certification in the fitness industry. Mm. And I've never met someone take the biomechanics method that didn't go, wow, every personal trainer should know this information. And I believe that every personal trainer should know this information because they are working with bodies. And if you don't understand how a body works and the potential for dysfunction, then you're doing your business and your clients at the service. So if you do decide to sign up for the biomechanics method, I think you'll find it far exceeds your expectations. And then to help you, integrate corrective exercise into client programs, I want to just give people a few tips because obviously some people who are listening to this podcast may have already purchased the biomechanics method or are looking to, 
and all the education is in our program, but some little tips that, that can help people once they've you know, taken the course and, and are a specialist, integrate into their current training programs is what's vital for them to actually you know, utilize that information to get more clients and make more money. So the main thing is what I've alluded to throughout the entire sort of podcast is don't market corrective exercise by focusing on what's wrong with your clients. Like clients are not interested in you telling them everything they're doing wrong during a workout. They have a goal. Let's say someone's got a shoulder problem and they are having to, you know, stop playing cricket on the weekends, for example. When you've done the assessments on people, on that client, you see that they've got excessive thoracic kyphosis, which is that overarching of the upper back. And that obviously causes the shoulder blades to go out of alignment, which affects the shoulder and arm position and so forth. And you identify that this could be a potential issue of why their shoulder hurts when they're bowling for cricket. So rather than saying, hey, I see that you've got excessive thoracic kyphosis, we need to do some thoracic extension by addressing your thoracic extensors, blah, 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 blah. You're going to say, hey, you know how your shoulder hurts when you've got cricket? I think if we help get your upper back muscles to work a bit better, we'll help stabilize your shoulder blades so that you can bowl again. And you can integrate those exercises into their current personal training program. The way I said it the second time, I imagine you would agree, is much more in line with what a client is thinking. They're not thinking about excessive thoracic hyphosis, thoracic extension, thoracic extensors, which is the way that most corrective exercise programs are taught. They think about, I want to play cricket. I can't. My shoulder hurts. What are you going to do to help me? And that's how you should always market corrective exercise. It's not by focusing on what's wrong, but how you're going to help people feel better and function better by addressing their dysfunction while they work out. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess I, I think that could be said for PTs in general. You know, you, you're selling the benefits of what you can do for the people, how you can make them feel and function. Definitely. I mean, that's why people come to see you. They haven't come to see you to address, you know, a valgus knee or something like that. Now, a second tip would be get a process you understand completely. If you're doing a program in corrective exercise and you don't understand it or it seems complicated, then you're not going to be able to communicate it effectively to your clients. If you're confused, your clients will be confused. So get a simple, tried and true process that makes sense to you because it'll make sense to your clients. And I believe the biomechanics method process has that. For example, if you're going to a hairdresser and you want a particular haircut and you communicate that haircut to your hairdresser and say, I want this particular haircut, and then they step back and start looking at you and picking up different types of scissors and then they start on the front and then they go, oh, no, I'll move around to the back. Oh, wait a second. I'll get the clippers and now I'll do this part of the haircut. You're going to feel very dissatisfied with the service and your confidence is going to dwindle in regard to their expertise. But that's how people sometimes do corrective exercise. They go, oh, their back hurts. Let's try this exercise. Oh, no, no, wait. Let's do that assessment I learned, that lecture I went to. Oh, wait, I saw that other thing on YouTube. Let me do that. That is not a tried and true process that works. That's like going to a hairdresser who has no idea what they're doing. You need a tried and true process. A good hairdresser knows exactly what they're doing, where to start on your hair, has goals you know, on how to start the, your haircut and how it's going to look at the end. That's how you need to develop and integrate your corrective exercise services. You need a tried and true process that works, that makes sense to you because then you can communicate it effectively to your clients. And then the last tip, Ollie, which is the most important, I think, is stay within your scope of pr practice. As you get good at corrective exercise, you're going to get a lot of referrals. And those you'll be very excited because obviously you'll be getting lots more clients, your business is flourishing, 
And then you'll, as a result, be getting a lot of questions from clients. And you'll be kind of tempted to say, I can fix everything. And I understand where all problems and pain and dysfunction comes from. That's now working without outside of your scope of practice. Your scope of practice as a fitness professional is to address musculoskeletal dysfunction by making muscles work better so movements will be better and your client will feel and function better. Your job is not to treat and diagnose and so forth. And if you stick within your scope of practice, that will elevate your professional status and standing because clients will know exactly what they're coming to you for. People who are referring to your services will know exactly what service you provide. So that's a key tip is stay within your scope of practice because there are, you know, thousands and thousands of clients who need your help as a corrective exercise specialist. You don't need to work with outside your scope of practice to get clients. That will only do yourself and your clients a disservice. Those would be my top three tips, I think, for you know, people that are thinking about integrating corrective exercise into personal training or becoming a corrective exercise specialist would be, you know, don't market corrective exercise by focusing on what's wrong. That would be my first tip. Second tip, get a process you understand completely. And the last tip, stay within your scope of practice. Justin, I've been familiar with the biomechanics method for several years now, but I must say I've this has been really enlightening. I've learned a lot about the biomechanics method and about how it can be applied and some of the key differences actually between between your course and other rehab courses. So, yeah, it's been quite enlightening. So thank you very much for speaking with the Fitness Industry Podcast. Thank you, Ollie. It's been a pleasure. And, yeah, we've known each other a long time and I really enjoyed talking to you today. And I hope this information has helped fitness professionals and personal trainers out there decide whether corrective exercise and the biomechanics method is going to be right for them, their business and their clients. Justin, thanks once again. Thank you, Ollie. For a huge range of online courses for fitness professionals, including the corrective exercise trainer course, fully accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, go to the network website, select the courses tab and click on corrective exercise. The corrective exercise trainer specialization includes comprehensive modules on structural assessment, muscles and movement, fundamentals of corrective exercise and corrective exercise program design. Network members save up to 30%. So head to fitnessnetwork.com.au today to grow your skill set and fitness career.